We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. With the biggest stories of the day, it's the Big Three at Three. Number one. All right, number one. Uh, Clint, Tyler, yesterday, you know, I, I know you guys didn't stop me. I guess I just had to get that off my chest. I didn't know it, but I... I kind of got annoyed with the Rockets a little bit late in the show yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and you encouraged me to go home and watch, and I tried once again, and and uh, it, it, once again it it was frustrating as hell. Uh, they gave up 153 points the other night to the Oklahoma City Thunder, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, they played the Kings uh, last night, and they got housed again, um, 140 to 120. All right, now that you put the numbers out there, you just go ahead and do the math. That's 293 points in two games. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> versus, versus the Thunder and Come the Kings. On, Come on, I mean, it's one thing to at give. At least a, the Kings are good. The Kings are good I mean, this year with De'Aaron Fox. But that, but you would think though, right? Like you would think, whenever you played, man, if you if you had a game like like if they would have allowed you to start that game after you threw those interceptions in the second half, yeah, against the Giants, four against the Giants, yeah. Like if they would have allowed you to play the next week, the focus would have been like, man, we're not going to turn the ball. Hey, I'd have been right. checked down, Charlie. Chief. Like we're not going to turn been, it. I'd have been finding that check down, Pep Hamilton style. You wouldn't have come out and thrown six more. Like what are we doing? Like what? What did they talk about? They had a day. What did they talk about? Nothing. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it is just it, it is just ridiculous. And last night was another bad night for you to tune in because it was every man for himself. Out there in many, many offensive possessions and then defensive possessions of just the hell with it. Yeah, so I don't I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of I don't know how how we can at this point we can watch the Rockets and think there's anything there to build around. Um and I, I'm look, I'm talking to coaches and every, everything. Like like it, it it's clearly bad and and the coaches aren't ripping ass, the coaches aren't aren't visually frustrated on the sideline waiting to not, not to look at not, I, look I've watched I, I've watched a handful of games it's disgusting I can't I, I can't I can't handle it I'm being completely honest with you in critical moments there's no plan whatsoever I mean it, it, it doesn't matter if we're talking about green or Smith they're just jacking up threes I mean and and, and at 13 and 41 they haven't had a ton of them but yeah there's not yeah <laughs> I, look I, I I don't know man I, I it's, it's just very very difficult for me to to to, to watch and, and I just don't know how there's a lot of dudes in the league that that can ball that can that if you just said go play ISO you have no rules no concerns go do whatever the hell you want to do they can get to the rack they can make threes they can they can make they can make really athletic plays out there but you ain't building around them kind of cats like I, I don't know I just I just there's got to be more to it than this guy can from time to time be a dynamic scorer right no I mean all all of them I mean they're just not I mean. There is no accountability. There is no plan. There is no build to anything. Right. right. There, there is nothing. Now, you talked about it. There's no coaches. Who would I, I think the coaching, the front office, whoever's setting what they're going to be about it is as much to blame as anything. Steven Silas, uh, once again on uh, Too Little Too Late, uh, he, he, got, he got himself good and ticked off after the game. Uh, this was him 
talking about the uh, the the uh, effort and their poor defense again. They're not giving the effort on the defensive end. They're not getting after it like they're supposed to. They're not getting into their man and fighting over and helping each other. They're not doing what they're supposed to do, acting as if it doesn't matter. It matters. It matters. Disappointing. I tell you what's disappointing is listening. So to angry. Right there. No, he's not. I mean, he can't listen. <laughs> the sad thing about that is you could tell right off the bat, and and, and I don't I don't know Stephen Silas at all. That ain't that ain't Stephen Silas. That ain't that's not off. Like that's not that is somebody <laughs> trying to be mad. I have a question. That is, me, is, that this, is somebody trying? Is this three? Is this year three for him? Yes, it is year three. Right, like if in year three, now you're banging the table. It, well, but but I mean, if you, you think about it, year three, you're still talking about your guys aren't things. The, the most the most simple fundamental things in basketball aren't important to them. Like to me, when you take over a, a team, especially with a bunch of young guys, like the the one thing an owner should expect you to do is to make sure that they do what Tyler. The simple thing, savagely well. Like, savagely well. Uh, like, understand fundamental basketball, the getting back on defense, the fighting under and over screens, yada, yada, yada. And, and you're you're beating the table midway now, through year three about table. it? And you don't even sound Ooh. authentic. Like, some people no, aren't. That's a, that's a, <laughs> well, I, look, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not trying to guy. be an a-hole, but that, he just, that, that's not him. That, that, that sounds not him. very fake. That, that sounds like somebody trying to act like Bob Knight. Sounds like somebody trying to act like his dad, uh, the great Paul Silas, who who almost fought several players as an old coach in the league. He's trying to. That's not him. I got a that's question for y'all. Style. That'd be that'd be like if that'd be like if Mike McDaniel, the coach of the Dolphins, came in here, had <laughs> hellfire and brimstone going off like Bill O'Brien or something. That ain't you. <laughs> that ain't your style. And eh, he's trying to act. Did, did one of y'all's parents, was one of y'all's parents growing up like clearly the the authoritarian, like the, the disciplinarian in the family? I'll let you guess which one of mine yeah, was. I, I knew the answer with you. My dad my dad tried it. He tried it. I remember one time my dad came in there, he got mad at me, turned his hat backwards and something, and I at dinner and laughed at Exactly. <laughs> so that's what this reminds me of. Because it's like when the one parent that never gets on to you comes to you and all of a sudden you, you know they've been coached up. You need to go get on to them. Go get on to them. That's what this feels like. And then Dirty Red. My dad got serious, and I stopped laughing. But at first, we like, got some ass to whoop tonight. That man, that wasn't real. Man, and man, Jalen Green in the middle cracking up, laughing at him. You see, I hit the table. Yep. I bet they, I bet they've already imitated it. And then they all went. These guys are not getting after it like they should. They're not running back. They're not showing the effort. It matters. And folks out there thinking and saying that he read it. He didn't. He was reading the stat sheet and talking at the same time. It did look like it, but it yeah, there's look, no way did. he was reading that. He it just did. ain't got it in him. Like he, no, just, that's he, not him. he just doesn't have that in him, and he's in a situation where uh, he's at the end of his rope in terms of being a being a a, uh, a coach in the NFL, first time coaching in the, NFL. in the NBA. You're year three. You got a young bunch of young players. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. And and, and now you're trying. He's trying to. Be something he ain't, I guess. I, I don't know. It it's just, like. I I just know it is a hard brand of basketball to watch. It's hard to see any future in that press conference or when I sit down and, and watch him play. What's my man that does the 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 play by play? Oh, I can't remember his name, but I know Ryan uh, or uh, oh my god, what's his name? Ryan Hollins. 
He's that's a, what I'm talking about. Oh, he does that. Uh, I think that's analyst, who he is. Ryan Hollis. Yeah, he's, that's what I meant, the color commentary. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's trying. He is trying his damnedest to be positive, man. Oh, he is. He is trying. He's fighting it like hell. I listen to Ryan every night. I, I'll tell you, I, I, I've decided after that one that um, I'm not going to check in in him until after Valentine's Day. You're going to focus on Courtney, huh? I'm just out, yeah. man. I need I need focus on love. They're just <laughs> frustrated to watch. Big three and three, number two. See you on the 15th. That's uh, that's when I'll see you again. All right, uh, Jalen Hurts, quarterback in the uh, in the Super Bowl, Clint. His uh, his owner and uh, CEO of the Eagles, Jeffrey Luria, said that uh, Hurts has nothing left to prove when it comes to an extension. That he is going to uh, he's going to pay the man. I just like we know how this is going to go, and Clint, he's going to get more than what Mahomes gets right now. Like he's gonna get paid more than what Mahomes gets. Yep. He's gonna get paid. He's gonna be a top five, top three player in the game. Don't let him win the Super Bowl on Sunday, and you can absolutely guarantee it. How you feel about that? You feel comfortable paying Jalen Hurts that type of money, knowing in the next several years you are you're not gonna be able to field the type of roster that they have, and you gotta have a guy that can throw you on his back. You you comfortable with Jalen that Jalen Hurts? Is that going to be that guy? Yeah. yeah. Well, look. If I'm Lurie, I don't have a, I don't have a, you don't have a I don't have a choice. No, I mean, it's it's choice. like yes, I, yes. I, to answer your question, yes, it's it's. I would just have to battle through, um, you know what what the future holds from a, a a cap a cap perspective with with a quarterback that's making that kind of money. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if Jalen Hurts didn't didn't work something in there to where he can make some room to make sure he keeps a, 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 an AJ Brown on the on the squad or you know some some guys like that. But um, you, you know. The, the thing is, is uh, Jalen's entire package it, it, now. Now that you've seen him with, now that a coach took him and and built their offense around him, uh, which that was the only question mark for Jalen Hurts was was could he get into a system where it would accentuate what he does best and and use all of his skill set, and they've done that. The the face of your organization, the doing everything to win ball games that you possibly can, 365 days a year, um, taking care of your body, being a professional, like all of those things to a damn fault are are unbelievable strengths of Jalen Hurts. So when it's when you talk about like feeling good about paying the paying the man the money, feeling good about having that be the face of your organization, um, I think it's very similar to and this is unfortunate because of how it turned out. It's very similar to what Deshaun Watson before Deshaun Watson got the off the field troubles. See, I was going towards Dak, like similar. I think, into, I think it's significantly better than Dak. But 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 your well, point. I, I'm yeah. talking about like do I like for me the comfort thing of Jalen being the face of my organization. Like Dak, love it. Like I, I got no comfort. Like he and Dak, the intangible things they have. Yeah. Like you don't have to worry about. And I think and I think that's what you're talking about with Deshaun before everything happened. Like you don't, you're the owner. You don't worry about well, you him. Could, you don't, you're, you're good. It's just yeah. to me with Deshaun. Deshaun was a can can he throw people on his back? Yeah. And I feel like yeah. I don't know if Jalen can now throw you on the back and lose. Like at some point, you pay Jalen like you're paying him. Somebody's ain't gonna ain't gonna be there. AJ Smith, Goddard, Hassan Reddick, those corner like somebody, Something two or three of them's gotta go. And can he can he still have you in the Super Bowl hunt yep. without all of this around him? Yeah, that that's I mean that because that's the, the the question. Yeah, I mean he's going to be able. to – What is he year three? He's I mean, three. so he'll have, and he wasn't the first round pick, so there's no fifth year fifth year uh, option on that. So he's got 
you got him for at least one more year of cheap of cheap money. Uh, I, the way they're playing with these caps and, and playing with these contracts now to make cap space, I don't know what they can do. But I, I just I know that uh, here's the deal about Jalen Hurts and, and where I was going with with about with Deshaun Watson. Like I could see Jalen Hurts being the face of the NFL in, a, in, in if he went to Super Bowl in, in a year, like that that. There's just that kind of appeal with Jalen Hurts. Um, and, and I think that kind of trust in giving a guy that kind of responsibility in Jalen Hurts, and he's just the total package uh, when it comes to that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, man, I I, I, under, I totally understand. Oh, he, we the, know he's going to get paid. It's just yeah. like to me, are, are you going to be sitting there the way that Baltimore was when yeah. they had to play Joe Flacco? Yeah. Or are you going to be sitting there the way Jerry is with Dak and you're like, all right, yep. I couldn't. I couldn't hold on to Amari Cooper. I had to let somebody. Had to let some of these linemen go. Had to let. Like it's yep. just that. Just just the deal. Are you still going to be here? It's it's a it's a scary deal. You're going to have to draft really really well over the next two years. Yes. That's for damn sure. You're going to have to find an AJ Brown. You're going to have to find a Lane Johnson. You're going to have to find a. I just don't quite feel about Jalen like right now like I do about like Joe like Burrow. Like I know they're going to lose Higgins. They're going to lose probably lose some stuff once yeah. he gets paid. I, I, Ooh, see, I do, but I but it's, I, I can't get I can't get him up there in the, in the pat in the, in the pat level, but I I can get him I can get him up there with Burrow. I feel in terms of feeling so good. Burrow. Well, just because I mean now, if you're gonna use his legs now, if you're gonna keep using his legs the way that they have, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Now it's two totally different styles. Yeah, but but I I feel really good that they that the sustainability is there with both guys. Um, now, now, with both of them, you're right. You're going to lose T. Higgins. You to made the level right. of still being contenders. You you got to draft really well. Yeah. You got to you got to keep. You, you can't be one hit wonders or a two or three year stretch. You got to because Mahomes loses Hill and and Tyron Matthew. Those were all like they couldn't. They had to make decisions between that and their left tackle. Yeah, and they you know they got well the thing back. the thing with Pat though is like Pat's not only doing things we've never seen, but Pat Pat carried like with no offensive line. To the AFC Championship, right? I mean, yeah, the fixer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's just that, like I don't know that if you take a dominant offensive line away from Jalen Hurts, it like, is he going is 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 that going to? I know it will to some degree, but does it impact his his ability to, to 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 produce with his legs to where then you lean too much into his arm? Like there, there's a dynamic there yeah, yeah. that we haven't seen yet. We've seen Pat overcome it. We, you're right, Joe Burrow overcome the offensive line struggle. So yeah. you, that, that that may be that that may be that may be fair. But I, I look, I, I have no. I'm with Lurie, man. I ain't no, got know. no problem with Jalen. Oh, oh, he got he go he gonna pay him. Yeah, <laughs> he ain't, he ain't leave. They ain't starting over. Big three at three, number three. All right, in the division, this news dropped uh, just uh, just 30, 40 minutes ago. Uh, the Tennessee Titans they've announced that they've promoted Tim Kelly, the former offensive court. <laughs> Ooh. The former offensive coordinator of the Houston Texans, he is now the offensive coordinator uh, for uh, the Tennessee Titans. And remember, that's Mike Vrabel. So there, there, it's not like he is under some sort of offensive coach. Yeah. No, he is running the offense. And Clint, the first thing that comes to my mind, uh, amongst many things, but one of the first things that comes to my mind is something that we've been concerned about with the defensive coach and their eye to hire talent and their eye to hire consistent talent, especially coaches and assistants. And when you look at what he is he is doing, man, he absolutely failed on the last hire because he fired up after a year as OC. And now 
Tim Kelly is who he woke up and and said Matt Nagy, Eric Bieniemy, and Tim Kelly. Let's go, Tim Kelly. Yeah, that that's a that's a concern there when you have a defensive coach that has to replace offensive guys. Yeah, man, it, this this is a very interesting hire in, in a in a day and age where, um, boy, you you you're looking for a cutting edge, creative, dynamic dude. Tim Kelly, with his only experience being with Bill O'Brien. Um, and, and, and now the coach you fired. Yeah. I, I mean, I look it, it just, it doesn't seem that Tim Kelly is that guy. I, I would have never thought that Tim Kelly, uh, less than two, two f- total football seasons. The hell it was, wasn't it? It was one football You're season right. no, just, just removed from, year. from Houston would be an offensive coordinator somewhere at, with all of the different minds that are out there and, and, and guys that are a little bit of a gamble, but at least the, the, you're betting on the come, and when and, and you're betting that that's they're dynamic and they're creative and all these things, man. Tim Kelly is an offensive coordinator in the NFL again, uh, one year after he left Houston. That's that's crazy to think, man. If, if I'm Derrick Henry, <laughs> I, I, I've got I gotta have some I got some questions. A lot, of, a lot. Of. All right, hey, it is a tech, uh, it is a ticket Tuesday, and your chance to win a four pack of tickets coming up in this hour. So stay tuned and make sure you're listening. A four pack of tickets. To, uh, to see Jason Aldean at the Houston Rodeo. So stay tuned in the 3 o'clock hour for your chance to win a four-pack of tickets uh, for Jason Aldean coming up at the Rodeo on March 6th. So stay tuned right here. All right, uh, we're seeing uh, potential lineups for the uh, Houston Astros. And here's one that we're seeing, the two spot. Who you want there? The reigning, defending ALN World Series MVP. Or Mr. Professional, Uncle Mike, Michael Brantley. We'll discuss that coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. This uh, this will be fun. This will be a fun little debate coming up uh, as the season nears. Uh, and and we've looked at, we've looked at the moves the Astros have made in the offseason. and they've brought back Uncle Mike, Michael Brantley from Bellevue, Washington. He can those, hit. Those who are wondering at home, um, and he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be in the lineup at some point as the uh, DH or in the outfield coming up this year. And they still got Pena and Pena. Clint thrived in the postseason. Thank you. Uh, thrived in the postseason right between sitting there between um, uh, Altuve leading off and then having 
the great Jordan Alvarez behind him. He thrived in that to the tune of being the ALCS MVP and the World Series MVP. Both trophies he took home. We're seeing uh, we're seeing the lineups come out. That two spot. That two spot. Who should be hitting that two spot? Who should be in that two spot? Should what it be? Updates would you like? Should it be Uncle Mike? Should it be Brantley? Or should it be the young buck who is, as I said, the reigning defending AL and World Series MVP? Who should it be? Well, show. I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment. This is easy. Get it right. I, I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment. Um, I, I'm not I'm not a guy that believes that, hey, you know, you got to go right, left, right, left, right, left, all that kind of jive. But it's Brantley all day. All day, every day, twice on Sunday. You're talking about a career 300 hitter. Uh, you're talking about one of the best hitters in, in, in baseball, assuming he's healthy. Um Again, I love what Pena did. Opani dropping Pena. I mean, he look, he's gonna be a staple in Houston uh for, for many a year, but but right now, young fella's got a got a bump down in the lineup and 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 Uncle Mike's back in, in the two hole. Yeah, trailer will in frame text line. Uh you said Uncle Mike, don't get this wrong. There's there is there is a right and a wrong answer here. Don't get it wrong. You could text in who should be in the two spot, Michael Brantley or or Mr. Mr. Was it La Tormenta? La Tormenta. Mr. Jeremy Pena, panty dropping Pena. Who should be in the two spot? Tyler, please get this correct. No, it's got to be Uncle Mike. It's got to be Brantley. It's got to be Brantley for sure. The guy has shown that he can perform in the top of the lineup. I, I love Pena. I don't think this you're is, necessarily wrong if it's Pena, but I, I'm going Uncle Mike in the two is, hole. Yeah, this is one that should be universal. Uh, I've seen here on the trailer, Will and Frame text line, Uncle Mike. Of course, please let's not let's not get carried away and let you know thirty five days get us going. Well, all right, let's not get carried away because for some odd reason all of these pitchers refuse to throw the slider that sweeps away from him that he cannot lay off that he just swings and misses every time and for some reason no one threw that pitch to him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't understand what the Mariners were doing. It is easy, yeah. right? This is this point of, of, of this right now, and, and he can build up to it. And yeah. maybe, and maybe when when, Pan, when when Brantley has days off, he goes up there. But you think to yourself, man, I got to look at the whole year. The whole year, man, he, he was a 250 type hitter is what he was that has really good power. It is amazing to have 250, and maybe he does improve and gets up to 260, 270, and he has the power that he has. In the seven eight spot, woo! That you know that gets you baseball frisky right there. But let's not go crazy, as you said. I, I don't. I, honest to God, Clint and Tyler, I, I don't know if there is any. Uh, uh, how many players in the majors, if he's healthy and right, I would argue fit in the two spot more than Better Michael than my, Brantley. Yeah, yeah that, that's the thing. Is like it's it's when you look at Michael Brantley, there are no holes in his game. I'm talking at, the about, plate. at the plate. I yeah. mean, I mean, look at the plate. We're talking about. It, there, there's just no holes in his game. I mean, it, it's a it's a hard out every single time, and and you look at Pena. No, not minimizing the success he's had, um, but at the end of the day, there. I don't believe that pitchers stand up there on the bump and 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 have to try to figure out what they're going to do with Pena. I, I think when Brantley's up there, it, it's a tough ass out. Pena right now has some holes in his game. 
He's been great in clutch moments. We said that from jump show. One of the first things we said about Pena is, look, I don't know if he's going if he's going to be the answer at shortstop after Carlos Correa. He's got some big shoes to fill. But it sure seems like he is not intimidated at all by the moment. It sure seems like he is up there and he is going to get a good quality at bat. It doesn't matter if you're in 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 the World Series or if it's the the third game of the season. He sure seems like he's got that that um just that that swag, if you will, that confidence, if you will, uh, to to not be moved at all uh, in those moments. Don't blink, don't flinch. However, you want to couch it, and I and I love what he brings to the table, and I love what he's done at shortstop, and 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 I am so glad I was wrong, and and Correa isn't the shortstop, and Pena is there right now. But again, to your point, no, I, we're talking about Michael Brantley. I, someone here, uh, I know Clint will love this. Um, I, I got to go with uh, La Tormenta. Uh, Uncle Mike doesn't have any speed. I mean, he's got enough speed. He's got enough speed in the two spot. It's uh, first off, it's this isn't Maldonado up here in, 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 that that's running. He's got enough speed, and he consistently is going to get on base in front of Jordan Alvarez. I cannot say that about Pena. Pena was timely. In, in, in the playoffs, yeah. the times that he got on in front of him or or just hit home runs, but consistent, consistently, like a guy, as you said, who virtually doesn't have very many holes in his swing. Pena's got a few. Hopefully he gets better. But a guy who doesn't have holes in his swing that has Alvarez behind him, <laughs> that teams don't want to pitch man. to, with, 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 with uh, the guys lurking behind Alvarez and – it, it, I mean, Tucker and Bregman also behind him. With oh, oh yeah, Abreu. Like <laughs> now, he's perfectly, perfectly the person to fit in that two spot. No fault. And, and the speed thing isn't isn't that. Yeah, and, and I, look, I, I just, the conversation is so beautiful because you look up and I mean, again, as an Astros fan, you go, okay, so so what is that? What is that? Where does that put us? That that puts us with Bregman, Tucker, Pena. At the bottom of the lineup, right? I mean, you got you got White Boy Chaz down there, who I'm 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 glad he's I saw heard a bit of audio yesterday. He's he's got some confidence that Dusty's giving him that job in center field. It's his job to lose. I like to hear that. But he's in that eight hole. But you look at at, at five, six, seven right now. Ooh wee. Yeah. Yeah. Someone texting in here. Y'all are smoking crack if y'all think Uncle Mike should be in the two hole. No. Pena I, earned the two spot. See, that's no. what I'm saying. You can First disagree thing. and no one's smoking crack. Well, no, I mean, maybe they're doing Well, maybe they're doing shrooms. I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing something. It's just a figure of speech, like, but for the record, I I would I'd rather I'd rather take a pull off a joint than smoke yeah, crack. Yeah, that, you know, I just I just rather take shots. Of uh, the buttery nipple or the porn, porn star, star at Twin Peaks, Peaks yeah. will be there. Buttery Thursday, nipple, hang with like us. like to th- th- this person here. Like when you say that, like when you type this out and you say he earned it. What for the last thirty days, <laughs> last last year he earned it for thirty thirty five days. I know they were big big days, but he's earned to be the guy for six. I can understand it. If if, if Brantley wasn't there, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. got you. Yep. But no, man. Look about what did what did what did you th- did you say he earned it over Uncle Mike after the season ended. Like yeah, he got really, really hot. Let's let's see him grow. And I and I like for him to have the pressure down there. Hey man, just just let me let me be down there in the bottom spot, man. And he's and him hit maybe twenty twenty five home runs down there in the seven eight spot. It's gonna be beautiful. But Uncle Mike should be in the two spot. Hey, I, I, real quick, uh, before uh, before we jump out, like guys, yeah, you're right, man. Like man, I'm not out here doing no. 
correct just because you it, just because we said we believe he should be in the two spot. Yeah, you ain't got to come in that strong, I mean, friend. Crack, man. Like like we can disagree on man, some sports opinions. Well, we got to put us on staying yeah. away from the crack. Yep. And you made Clint say he would. I'd, I'd take a pull off old joint or something before I did that. That's for damn sure. So. The old ganj. Yeah. Pop a gummy or something before I before I did anything like that, boy. All right. Come, ice, bub. All right. Coming up. Yeah, you want one, Mom? All right. No, sudden. Our Texans insider, Brooks Cabina, he's going to join us. We'll get his thoughts on uh, uh, now that D'Amico Ryans is the head coach. This is the first time we got to talk to Brooks uh, 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 since he broke that story. We'll get his thoughts on what he's hearing about the O.C., and the rest of the coaching staff. That's coming up next with our insider, Brooks Cabina. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, let's do this thing, baby. It is a Ticket Tuesday, so let's hook the folks up right now, baby. There it is right there. Caller number That's six. One. That's a good one, Coach. Caller number six. That's right. LeBron James has a chance to break the record tonight, so let's go with his number six. Caller number six. 713-572-4610, and you will win a four-pack of tickets to see Jason Aldean at the Houston Rodeo, March 6th. Right now, Tyler will get you set up and ready to go and get your information. Caller number 6, 713-572-4610. Your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to see Jason Aldean at the Houston Rodeo. Date Monday, March 6th. So, Get in right now, and Tyler will get you ready to go. But it is Tuesday. It is 3.40. So we are joined by our Texans insider, Brooks, a.k.a. Bruce Cabina. He joins us. And, uh, hey, we've talked this first time. We've got to talk to you since you broke the story of uh, of D'Amico Ryan's being the head coach. And there's a lot to get to. And I know Clint is, is, is fired up about what's going to happen with the coaching staff, in particular the offensive side. But I'm wondering you, you cover this team every day. Were you were you at all surprised that the hiring of D'Amico Ryans was received so much so that it feels like the entire organization, including the ownership and, and GM Nick Casario, have a, a, a completely different feel to the fan base and almost are looked at like heroes. Were you surprised that his hiring kind of kind of got the fan base in that space. No, I wasn't. I mean, the question about D'Amico Ryans wasn't so much whether he would be a fit for the Texans. It would be, is he prepared and what does his staff look like? I mean, he was a former player, uh, one of the heart of the original team that was, I mean, not the original team, but a team that was still trying to find its image and its identity. So um, he really links the Texans back to the progress of their past and, all of the fan base, and, and that was one of the things about um, the day of his press conference on Thursday. I, I don't think any other candidate would have brought back that kind of alumni, that kind of reunion, other than D'Amico Ryans. And it, it's, it's a testament to that because people remember that time period. He was a part of the team that made the lead-up to their first-ever playoff run. He resembles what uh, the growth of this franchise was, the best of – what kind of character it was, the person who would set all those standards long before any, like, nicknames really handed out to any defenses or anything. Like, he embodied that. So, no, I mean, whenever he came home, that's like the homecoming that everybody gets excited about. So um, that wasn't anything that I feel anybody questioned. And then also why everybody was pushing towards uh, 
them, uh, the Texans wanting them to hire them as far as fan bases and others go. And I remember talking to Jonathan Joseph, um, you know, former Texans defensive back about this uh, the day of. And I was like, so you watch this when you played with them. What do you think about it? And he was like, honestly, I was just thinking for the Texans, just don't screw this up. So, like, the, the alumni and how the fans felt about this was kind of the same. They're like, just out of all the candidates here. And, you know, I did a study about, like, um, does experience level for tech, uh, for head coaching candidates translate into future success and to save you all the mathematics of that project, basically you don't really know what the success of a head coach is going to be. So if you feel good about all your candidates, if you have somebody who can unite the franchise beyond in all of the things that have happened the past three years and you feel good about his future – Versus anyone else, that's that. It makes all the sense in the world to make that deal. So, the Texans, really, in their condition, it, it was the best case scenario because not only was it someone from their past that represented something great that could ignite both alumni and fan bases, but he wanted to be there. I mean, just all of the national view of the Texans and all of the things that were problematic about the job and. I mean, those are still legitimate questions in some ways, but the Texans obviously are in better position. But they kind of lucked out, too, that D'Amico was so willing to take on this job. And I found that story pretty striking about what Nick Casario said on the at the podium there on stage on Thursday where he's like, well, we got done with the first interview with D'Amico, and he basically said, bring me home, let's make a deal. And I uh, talked to D'Amico Ryan's myself after that, and he was saying that, uh, he was actually looking at his watch. They had pushed practice back that Friday, the day before the NFC Divisional game against the Cowboys. And he was like, oh, man, uh, it's almost 3 o'clock. And he, he didn't have to use any notes. Um, I mean, he didn't have time to look at it. He showered up, put his suit on, and was like, if I just be me and the franchise likes me for being me, then I think I'll have a good shot. So that was the big lesson he had from his days with Gary Kubiak. Another person, just all of the times that like were good for the Texans, D'Amico represents that and the best of their future. So, no, it wasn't a long answer to what you, you, you asked there, but no, yeah. I don't, I don't think yeah. I'm surprised by that so much uh, at all. And uh, it, it has been uh, a week in the progress where it just it seems like everybody is really more bought in uh, from a fan base interest level again than I've seen since I was hired in July 2021. Damn, Chief, that was good. That, that was the uh, that was the longest answer that uh, that Cabine has ever given, right there. I like it. You you came to play today, Just didn't fired you? Fired up, baby. I love it, man. Hey, look, I, I, yeah, I get to go now, right? No, 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 no. Hell no. We got you for a couple more. I, I, I at least get one. Hey, man, don't, question. don't give these Nick Casario <laughs> jokes, man. Don't give me that. Was a Nick Casario <laughs> on the podium joke right now? We get to go, right? Nah. Hey, um, you know that the Miko Rhines is great, but but in, in a in a year where we see. We see the 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 greatest of all time in terms of Bill Belichick decide he wants to give Matt Patricia play calling duties. We see the old yeah. offensive coordinator Tim Kelly hired by defensive minded head coach as as the the new offensive coordinator in Tennessee. We watch Nathaniel Hackett be completely out over his skis and not be able to fix do the one thing that you thought he did well when you hired him fix an offense. We've seen a defensive minded coach in Robert Sala for some reason hire him in in, uh, in New York with the Jets. Uh, the biggest concern, the biggest uh, decision left to be made at this point in time is, to me, I don't care what they do on the offense, on the defensive side of the football, what are they going to do on the uh, on the offensive side of the football here 
uh, Brooks. And and is there where we're at today is if they wanted to hire Bobby Slowick, if they were head over heels for Bobby Slowick, there's no reason why they would not have already hired Bobby Slowick. Is there a chance? Is there a chance that they could be waiting for this Philadelphia Kansas City Super Bowl to be over so that they can interview? somebody on one or multiple players, I mean, uh, coaches off of either staff. Yeah, the latter there that you brought up there, I think, is what's going on here is the Texans, even with D'Amico Ryan, so they went through that week of silence leading up to the NFC title game, and they you know, interviewed Mike Kafka and Vero, and um, they still knew that they wanted to go after Ryan's, but they had to wait till the Monday. But they made use of their time and got a chance to, um, interview other candidates, and you know, I got a chance to talk to Ron Wolf, the former uh, GM for the Packers, who helped you know their, win their Super Bowls in the '90s and built that team up. And he was saying that the more people he interviewed, the better, because people started to eliminate themselves, and he started to feel more certain about what he wanted. Now, you know, all those all the teams that are available right now, you got people who are um, possible in, in in that side of the and uh, that that could be potentially interviewed. So. I, I do think the important thing here is, um, you know, I do think D'Amico Ryans is going to end up with a staff that was just as young as the one he ended up with in the 49ers. And I, I was thinking about that initially. We talked on the show about it, like, and I think the, the very first time whenever we were talking about D'Amico Ryans as a candidate, you know, Bobby Slowick made sense as the passing game coordinator for the 49ers, but he has not, he doesn't have any NFL play calling experience really. So, the question was like, is that going to be a good deal for the Texans? And I got a chance to talk to Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, and Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Dolphins. Both of them were part of that initial staff of the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan. And I asked them about that, and Mike McDaniel had a really good answer. He's like, no, we didn't. We, we knew how young we were, and it wasn't really a, a written. It was an unwritten, unsaid kind of thing where even though we didn't have all of that experience, you didn't want to be the reason that – things went bad. You didn't want somebody else to have some shortfall just because you weren't prepared. So a certain type, a certain group of people who feel the self-accountability of the moment can actually feel, you know, and push each other around to succeed in an environment where, you know, the 49ers were adding a lot of talent too. And that's where the Texans are going to be here for the next couple of years. So uh, that kind of perspective, I think, is important when you think about what kind of staff D'Amico is going to build and if it's going to be Bobby Slowick or, you know, they, they, they've interviewed other candidates from other teams that are like wide receiver coaches or, or lower position coaches. So um, I, I, I think that's something to keep in mind here. And the other thing about that is Nick Casero said last week up on the stage that, um, and he also told 610, uh, told you guys uh, last week was Sean and Seth in the morning, I think it was Thursday or Friday, Friday morning, and he was saying to build sustainability and long-term stability with the, the, the staff is what they're trying to do. And part of that is having coaches teach coaches and how to coach. And I, I think if Bobby Slowick were the one to come, that would be helpful because D'Amico Ryans and him know each other. They know how what kind of program they want to run. They will know what kind of offensive system there is. They speak the same kind of language. And then if, if Bobby brought in somebody else along with him, he D'Amico Ryans can trust that Bobby is going to teach the next person. And if Bobby were to get a job, that next person could come up to create a pipeline. And what has been a very unstable coaching situation here for the last three years would be paramount there. And the 49ers have lost as many staff members as anybody, if not more. 
and they were just in the NFC Championship game, and they're making their steps to uh, to to restock themselves too. So they've actually run out a lot to where they have to add from the outside on to to replace D'Amico Ryan. So that's the situation that they're trying to get to. And I think, yeah, I think being patient, waiting for the season to end, get a chance to interview all the people that they wanted to, and uh, then make a decision after that. I don't I don't think rushing into that is uh, really anything that they're looking to do right now. Brooks, real quick, uh, before we get you out of here, do you get the feel uh, that this is the, the OC and the assistant coaches, but primarily the OC is a, uh, a D'Amico decision solely? No, no. This is this is him and Nick Casera working together, and that's been pretty obvious from the moment they got on the stage together. It was actually obvious whenever Nick Casario released his first statement when he got hired. The two things that he said were, one, that D'Amico was progressive and collaborative. And, you know, knowing the last couple of years and the way things have gone down, that's the relationship with Casario values. And D'Amico Ryans himself talked about that up on stage, too. So, like, you see the influence with the candidates they had. They brought in the tight ends coach from the Patriots. And, you know, that's that seems like some of that Casario knows, you know, a former uh, a person that he would know. So I think they're both working together, figuring out what kind of offensive philosophy they'd like to run, find find people that fit that, and uh, think of other ideas. So, no, I don't I don't think that's the case and um, uh, that it's just a D'Amico decision. But I, you know, obviously he has a very big say in uh, his perspective that's going into the total decision. So, uh, no, to, to make a long answer to a short one, no, I don't think that's just D'Amico's decision. All right, Brooks, man, appreciate you jumping on with this. We'll talk to you next week, and hopefully we'll have an understanding of, of more of what this staff is going to look like. Yeah, and, and and one more thought on that, too. You brought up Tim Kelly there. Getting, now he's promoted to offensive coordinator with the Titans. The last couple of years, I mean, we were looking at Pennip Hamilton last year and all the numbers with more – I mean, less with more in the personnel side. Like, this is going to be an opportunity for uh, whatever the next offensive coordinator is – they're going to have more pieces, more draft picks, more free agency there. So even in a young state, Tim Kelly was coming up, and as a young member, you're going to see him get another chance to do play calling. So that perspective in itself, I think, is another thing to keep in mind when you look at the Texans where they're going forward. All right, buddy, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. See you all. All right, that is our Texans insider, Brooks Cabina. Uh, and uh, you can catch all his work uh, also on the Chronicle as well. Clint, what you got coming up at four? Couple things, man. I got a uh, football horny clip of the day. It's a good one, Texans fans. You're gonna like it, and and uh, also one of our own, man. Philadelphia Eagles uh, quarterback Jalen Hurts. He's repping. He's repping, folks. You're, you're gonna love this H Town. You're gonna absolutely love it. That's next on Sports Radio 610. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.